I'm Erin Barnes, and once upon a time I was a pessimistic control freak, a hyper-striving, overwhelmed perfectionist, living with the experience of over-functioning anxiety, with self-confidence that could not fall much lower. A habit of busyness to numb and avoid fear, and a subsequent autoimmune disease to confirm the stress of it all. With thanks to my 20 plus years studying brain, body and behavioural sciences, that is no longer my reality. And if any of that rings true to you, it need not be yours either. In our Habit Stacker episodes, I share some key integrative steps to living whole life success. By simply stacking these gently and consistently together over time, you will live with a more positive interpretation and experience of most days, with healthy striving across all areas of life and sit contently with a strong sense of pride in the way that you lived and led at home, work, and in the community. Overwhelm. We throw this generalised term around so often, and yet I haven't really seen the use of it helpful to anyone in moving them out of the state of overwhelm. It's almost like we say, I'm overwhelmed, and then we put a full stop on it. We use this term often, unfortunately, when we're in this moment trying to define and make sense of what is happening and escape from it. So before we actually jump into this habit stacker tool, let's agree to take the word overwhelm out of our our vocab forever moving forward. Instead, in the moment, the next time you feel it and most want to use the term, get your detective skills ready and shine a light on the real reason the overwhelmed sensation is present. And in doing this, we get to see our own patterns that drive this sensation of overwhelm. And if we get to that stage of knowing and seeing our patterns that drive it, we can change them one by one. And then we get to heavily reduce the frequency of overwhelm. Because whether we like it or not, and we want to hear it or not, overwhelm is our own personal problem. And that makes it 100% up to us to change. We can usually break down overwhelm into three primary drivers. Firstly, there could be biochemical deficiency. Secondly, there could be cognitive overload. And the third thing could be that we are time pressured or we are time limited. So in this sensation of overwhelm, the very first step is to determine which of these are likely driving that sensation. So let me unpack them one by one and offer some next steps for each of them um, to start to reduce the, the frequency of overwhelm. Let's take that biochemical deficiency first. To simplify, we know that beneficial bacteria in our gut will positively influence our mood and behavior. So if our mood and our cognition are compromised, our sense of overwhelm will very likely escalate. So we want to make sure that those beautiful beneficial bacteria in our gut that help produce and respond to neurotransmitters, things like the chemicals like GABA, which help to regulate fear and anxiety or serotonin and dopamine, we want to make sure that they're supported. We also want to make sure that we have key nutritional elements which support our nervous and adrenal systems. This is a topic for another conversation, but it should not be left out of here entirely. So biochemical deficiency could be causing an exacerbated feeling of overwhelm. Let's take the second one, cognitive overload. It's this mental overload. And most of us have too much input coming in that we're trying to process The cognitive overload places us in a state of anticipatory anxiety. And in this response of anticipatory anxiety, we stop. 
our brain's messaging to the action center of the brain isn't working very well. And that's really, really annoying because the best way out of the sensation of overwhelm is through action. And yet we're caught in this loop of, of not being of, of stuck and needing action and not being able to get out of it and the messaging not getting through to that action center. In knowing this, it's much easier to start at the beginning and reduce the cognitive load itself so that we don't have to battle that frustrating loop. And it's easier said than done. I get it. And you might be saying, you know, you don't know my situation. And I get that. But I do know behavioral patterns. And I want to share those general cognitive overload driving patterns with you now, because it is likely that one or more are very relevant. Firstly, some of the cognitive load is actually just noise, irrelevant and insignificant noise. I would love for you to take a few seconds now just to think about the transitional moments in your day to day or yesterday, how much irrelevant and insignificant noise has hit you? TV, there might be workplace or schoolyard gossip, there could be traffic, there could be junk mail, there could be buzzing from the TV, social media, message pings, things like team app. If you have that for your multiple children across multiple sports, you know how that sound alone will spark a little anxious ping. But take an honest look at the noise, the irrelevant and insignificant noise that you do not need to be listening to and allowing into your brain and be ruthless in minimizing it. Literally write it down, write all those things down and set some really clear intentions around how you will minimize that. The second driver of cognitive overload is often that you don't really know with conviction who you are at this stage of life and what's really important to you things like your values. And so what you do instead is keep loading the cognitive layers on in a day, over a week, over a lifetime, trying to please everyone and trying to tell yourself that the next thing that you put in might bring you that happiness you desperately seek. So you need to get crystal clear on your values. You need to get crystal clear on the way you support those values through intentional behaviors each and every day. And the third driver of cognitive overload is that you have no clear path of what you're working towards. You may know your values and you might cut out this excessive noise, but perhaps you don't have the clarity around whole life ambitions. And if you don't have clarity around whole life ambitions, you do not know the skills or the habits or the achievements or the character traits that are going to stack together to bring fulfillment to the forefront around those life's ambitions. So you don't actually know what you're working towards. And without that clarity on your direction and what you're going to spend your time expanding and growing around, you spend your time instead comparing to others. And then you end up adopting all these different things from all these different people. And it's overloading. And it still doesn't raise the barometer of personal fulfillment. So if this is the case, begin to process or begin looking at a process of defining your vision for the future across all important life areas and start to look at and determine what you're working towards. Let's move on to the final primary driver of the sensation of overwhelm. We've looked at the biochemical um, depletion. We've looked at cognitive overload. The third one is time limitation or the way that we put pressure on our time. Perceived or real, this time limitation you have driving overwhelm comes from a couple of things. And again, it's worth jotting these things down if they ring true. Firstly, it could be an inadequate organizational or planning discipline. And by default, you've created a reactive lifestyle and this discipline of being unproductive and inefficient. 
And I know sometimes that's really hard to hear, like everything that we're not great at. And you don't notice those inefficiencies happening overnight. It's a really, really slow process. But eventually it feels like you're busy all day, but you have nothing to show for it at the end of it. And the second thing that limits your time available is by using this popular protection mechanism of busyness. Perhaps you've been playing a little bit too small or living out your days in comfort, but actually there's this itch and this restlessness inside of you jabbing little reminders at you that you are capable of more, that time may be getting closer to running out. And that feeling is hideously uncomfortable. So you fill every possible space so that you don't have to face doing the hard stuff and so that you also effectively avoid the uncomfortable feeling of it. But eventually this act of filling the gap, this busyness with doing, eventually it overflows and we lose time. So let's do a quick recap. You may be feeling the sensation of overwhelm because of any or many of the biochemical deficiency, a cognitive overload or time limitations. And I'm taking a stab that if you're feeling overwhelmed often, there may be more than one of those drivers in play for you. And you've been perhaps doing a sensational job of perfecting them. This is part of that midlife itch or restlessness that shows up telling us that the end is near and asking, is this really it? Am I doing enough? And one day I realized that there were still so many things that I wanted to learn, to achieve, to experience, and that more time was never, ever going to show up. And the schedule seemed so full already, and I didn't want to put off things and wait until the kids left home, but I also did not want to miss being present during their childhood. So I was seeking this elusive life balance. But I knew that life balance wasn't the equal sharing of time within important things. It wasn't like 20% at work and 20% on health and 20% at home and so on because we run out of percentages pretty quickly and then we've got overwhelm. It was more like this intentional art of balancing priorities moment to moment, day to day, month to month that mattered the most and moved the needle the most for me efficiently and effectively toward what I wanted. And I knew that if we weren't doing this, if we weren't focused on, on trying to do this, I knew that we overlooked areas. We became, we over-identified with certain things and we then, for a period of time, we overlooked areas. And some of you may be acutely aware of when you didn't check in regularly and areas got overlooked for too long. It might be around relationships, it might be around health. And we, we wonder in that moment how the things got so far from where they started But I really came to understand that when we're intentional about where we distribute our energy in line with what really matters at any given time, and we direct attention on that in checking on that daily, and we review it at least weekly to see how they're tracking, life feels different. It feels more balanced because you're nailing what needs to be nailed. You're nailing the things that fill your bucket. I also found that I could almost manipulate my perceptions of balance. I... If, I, I knew that if I could see, if I could bring my best energy to where I was at any given time and I recognized it and celebrated it, that I could really manipulate and raise this perception of balance and greater fulfillment because ultimately the perception is our reality. So I came up with this balancing tool, which I'd love to explain to you in this habit, habit stacker. It allowed me to prioritize energy and well-being time with my children and my husband, contribute in the community, do things that I loved, work that I loved, to spend time with people that I loved, to have fun, to be social, to achieve more. 
to feel that daily satisfaction and continue to grow in my personal capabilities, skills, and character traits all with the same time that I had previously. It also allowed me to pattern interrupt my autopilot thinking and bring my presence and best energy to the next things that were coming rather than dragging stress from one transition to the, from the day, one transition to, to another in the day and feeling really frazzled by the end of it. And that in itself brought this really extended feeling of greater fulfillment and less overwhelm more often. So this organizational filtering and planning system became what you see today as the whole life success planner. But buying it does not guarantee that you win the overwhelm battle. You actually have to use it consistently. And we run into a few problems with that here. Some people, our perfectionist types, they love to plan, but they don't really like making things messy or doing it wrong or wait. they wait for the perfect time to start. And I know you're out there and I know some of you have it and they're still, it's still sitting there waiting for that perfect time and that clarity to arrive. So it's another one of your patterns and you can choose any time to take it out, to get messy with it, to do it your way and seize the moment. And then I know that the word planner for the other type of people, the wonderful, more fun, playful, extroverted type people, I know you're probably rolling your eyes and feeling like your energy is depleting right now around the word planner. And I know that you desperately want to tell me that planning steals the spontaneity and joy. And I will tell you, it actually allows you to carve out space for more of it. And that if you're not having some sort of a planning, organizational filtering structure in your day, if you have ambitions alongside life and you love your family and your friends and you want to be healthy and mentally and emotionally well and all the things, other things that the perfect life list has for us, without this organizational filtering system, you're not in spontaneity and joy. You're living in reactivity, overwhelm and guilt of letting people down. Now I know we can all wing it. You might say we I've done that. I've 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 lived this long without a planning system and a filtering system. But we can do it in our 20s without a discipline structure around it. Maybe even edging up into our mid 30s, but most people stack and layer more obligations over time continuously. And you can't continue to stack the obligations, a husband, the intimacy that requires, the, the relationship building, child, a child, another child, perhaps another child, a home, a more demanding job, a growing community contribution, growth, health. You can't keep stacking. You run out of space and you run out of time and this is overwhelm. So without a system, eventually you lose spontaneity and joy anyway. And if you're not meeting those extroverted needs of spontaneity and fun, instead what it often looks like is pleasure-seeking and we're filling the void with habits around food and alcohol and sugar and technology, shopping or needing holidays, those types of things. So I'd ask you to uncross your arms and say, maybe I do need a filtering and a planning system. And this system, this tool is not a lifetime guarantee that you'll never feel a sensation of overwhelm. But I will guarantee on my life that if you follow the system consistently, it will be a rare visit and you'll be living life more fully and fulfilled than you ever thought was possible. So here's an overview, a really quick overview of the process of the whole life success planner. You clearly define, and you can do this on your own if you can work the system out yourself to to integrate, but you need to clearly define what you want in life. across 10 important life areas. You need to identify the gaps in skill or character traits or your way of showing up or habits between where you are and where you want to go in each life area. You need to clarify your values and your supportive and risky behaviors. 
You need to identify how you intentionally seek to show up every day. And with the planner, simply by following it, you build practices of daily intentions, productivity planning with transformational pattern interrupts where you get to put new data into your brain, like good data, inspiring data, rather than that worthiness and guilt criticizing data that usually is the norm for us. And then you can have this evening ritual and discovery practice every night that allows you to celebrate and or call yourself out when necessary with compassion. Then weekly, you get to check back into it all. So nothing gets missed and overlooked for too long. See where things need refining or what what is working well. And it also allows you when you cycle downward in a dip to get used to a structure of journaling questions within that and shine a light on your stress triggers so that you get up and out of that dip faster because we all dip. It just sucks to stay there very long. You also have in there nutritional frameworks and vitality-inducing pages to keep your energy and motivation high. And the best part is you just follow the prompts. You start where you're at. You treat your life like a worthy business that you want to see grow and flourish. I'm Erin Barnes, and I hope this brings a little more vibrancy, ambition, possibility, and wellness to your week. And if it does, I would be so very grateful if you could contribute your precious time to review the Next Generation Wellness Podcast. 